Welcome, Oncers. You have discovered the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Hello. Howdy. Welcome, everyone. Mm-hmm. We have returned from the <laughs> hiatus. We have, sort of. We are enjoying the hiatus. We are indeed. And we're getting caught up. So this is the main show for the episode entitled Mother. Mm-hmm. And this is... let me, Which we didn't record at the time because of the wonderful Regal Con. Yes, that's right. And this is podcast episode 282. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 282. I want to really stress two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, we are really trying to build up our Twitter following, and I know that you guys can help out. So please, please, please follow us at uh, at at O-U-A-T podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing some Twitter-only contests, giveaways, different things. You'll be following us along on our summer hiatus hijinks, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> tomfoolery. We will have some tomfoolery probably at Disneyland. And Do you think we'll have some bobfoolery, too? Possibly. But we will definitely be... Using some Meerkat and Mm -hmm. possibly some Periscope and really taking you along on where we go and all that. So please follow us and it's at O-U-A-T podcast and please help support us. This takes not only time but money. So if you can please go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. We really would appreciate it a lot. We don't have any news No, not at the moment. Just it's a long hiatus. It is. But we do have this. We have some views. We did watch the episode, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about some things that really stood out for me. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I do want to say is a really cool thing to do during this episode is watch Lana Perea. Just watch her. Mm-hmm. She, when she's at the bar with Robin, mm-hmm. such vulnerability. It's like she really drops every bit of any kind of defense and you can see right into her soul. And that is an incredible acting skill mm-hmm. to do that. It is. Because there's so many times where she's this very strong And I'm not saying she wasn't strong in the bar, but I mean, she's this in charge, defense up, all in, on fire. Evil queen. Evil queen. (laughs) Or mayor. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And, but the, the woman at the bar talking to the man that she loves in quite a quandary. Mm hmm. It really shows vulnerability, and I was so impressed with that. And then you can see her change into the flashback of the Evil Queen, and then again, the uh, as the show progresses, you can see little changes and, and different things like that. Also, 
watch Jennifer Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Watch her in her interactions with uh, Emma. Yeah. And especially when Emma finally says, I, I'm, I'm through punishing you for what happened. Watch Jennifer Goodwin's face. Mm-hmm. She's like, what? Like, wow. Mm-hmm. These are great actors. We've said that before. Oh, I'm yeah. saying it again. Absolutely. And it's really fun to really focus on one because I, I think a lot of people I do get really caught up in the story. Yeah. But really focus on one actor and really see how they really dive into the role. So that was kind of my takeaway. And we mentioned a number of other things mm-hmm. in First Thoughts, and I still stand by those. Yeah. So. What struck me, I think, with this is, you know, the episode was entitled Mother. Mm-hmm. Clearly all about mothers. And if you look back at the fairy tales, the majority of them all deal with a deceased mother and a stepmother. Horrible, awful, evil, bad stepmother. Right. We're not dealing with that in in this series at all. We're dealing with legitimate mothers who have not died. We are dealing with the real mother, not the stepmother, not the... And I don't want... Let me backtrack. I don't mean not real mother, but I mean the birth mother. We're not dealing with that here. We are dealing with that here. We're not dealing with, with a stepmother. Um, so it was kind of interesting to me that that's what we're kind of seeing here is that the traditional fairy tales are not supporting this kind of a, th- you know, storyline, so mm-hmm. to speak. Right. So I like that about this. I like that it's, it's different. It's because I know that there are a lot of stepmothers out there who are great stepmothers. They're fantastic. So I always felt bad for stepmothers, the good ones, because they had to live up to the unfortunate stereotype of the fairy tales. So and, anyway. Yeah. And the only thing I would say is there are those other stepmothers that really kind of well, fill in the. Yeah. So there are. Look, there are, there are good and bad in everything. There's mm-hmm. good and bad in everything. True. Pretty much. Yeah. But. I do like the fact that we're not dealing with evil stepmothers or evil mothers here. We're dealing with mothers who love their children. Right. Who would, and birth mothers or adoptive mothers who would do mm-hmm. anything for their kids to make sure their kids are happy, healthy, and safe. And that was another thing that I noticed this time. And I don't think I've mentioned it before, but the direct connection that Emma, Zelina, and Lily had mm-hmm. being removed right. or sent away right. from their mother mm-hmm. and then coming back and then really having to kind of reacclimate themselves to this situation in which you should be automatically acclimated to. But it's very, very hard. Very hard. And Zelina is the exception of that one only because she's, she doesn't see Cora. But right. seeing Regina... Brings up all that. Right. Exactly. So kind of, you know, yeah, it's very interesting little tie in there. Yeah. And I, I think that's pretty much it, but I did want to bring out those points. Good points. All. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Jumping in now. We have some great emails and we also have a voicemail. But before we get to our voicemail, let's jump into some great emails. This is from our longtime listener friend, 
Marilyn. We have lots of longtime listener <laughs> friends. We do. This is from Marilyn. So here we go. Hi, Jeff and Colleen. I have some random thoughts on the episode and a couple of previous episodes. Is it just me or did once jump the shark by having Zelina magically avoiding death by turning into a green, lost-like smoke monster and going into the portal into the past? I could have sworn that it had been stated that once Zelina was stripped of her emerald necklace, she lost her magic and thereby should not have been able to escape death at the hands of Rumple. Don't get me wrong, I think the supposedly pregnant Zelina keeping Robin and Regina apart is an unexpected and entertaining plot twist. In regards to Cruella, out of curiosity, I looked up the differences between a psychopath and a sociopath. We have great listeners. <laughs> they do this type of... I would have never thought about that. Okay. It turns out that both types of personality have a pervasive pattern of disregard for the safety and rights of others. Mm-hmm. Symptoms starts before symptoms start before the age of 15. So by the time the person is an adult, they are well on their way to becoming a psychopath or sociopath. Psychology researchers generally believe that the psychopaths tend to be born that it is a genetic disposition, while sociopaths tend to be made that way by their environment. Wow. Hmm. So I still wonder now if she's a psychopath. Corella. Sure. Sure, because if her she's, mom yeah, if she started really when she was really, of, really young, she was probably born that way. Yeah. She was probably a psychopath. Eek. I, I did want to comment on Marilyn's point about the Zelina little... Yes. And I totally agree with the Emerald Necklace little snafu there. She would have, she would have had no power. Right. But... Well, and that's the thing is the way they stated that was that oh that controls your power don't don't lose that or you know you lose your power right but clearly what happened was because she who knows <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm Sometimes, not even trying to explain it away I'm just not even though we try and be the shiny happy once upon a time podcast host there are times we have to. <laughs> There's two things I, I normally do. I say, well, this was already in their bag of tricks. That's one thing I say mm-hmm. quite a bit. And yeah. the second is, I don't know. And so we'll, we'll invoke that. Yeah, they invoke the invoke I mean, because honestly, it made for a good, like she said, highly entertaining plot twist and highly well, frustrating for those of us that are like, no, we want Regina happy. Well, but but let's go back to the whole Emerald Power thing. The, but that was Glinda. And remember, we don't necessarily trust Glinda a whole lot either. Well, Glinda's the one who said okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Right? But Right. But let me... So I don't know if I trust Glinda very much. Well, let's actually take a huge step back. Let's talk about how they deal with the finality of death. Well, and let's... They, they, they open up Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. Blue did not die, even though she right. was in a coffin. Right, and we've had other deaths that oh no they're dead oh no they're not and this Zelina is a great she's absolutely a great example example of you think she's dead but no there's some life force flying around and all that and she tried to explain it 
Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. You just, <laughs> my life force went around and I went in poor. So she tried to explain it. But sure. I wish she would have looked at the camera and she would well, have said, right, Adam and Addie? But here's, you know. but he, Adam and Eddie, you mean? Right. Adam and Addie? That's, you do that all the time. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Uh, but anyway, no, no, no. Here's what I, I honestly think. If you uh, look at Zelina, she's kind of an exception to a lot of rules. She was born with magic. She didn't learn magic. Nobody taught her magic. She right. had it from birth. So that's the only out that I'm going to give them is because she was born with magic. Because she had that capability, she therefore was able to turn herself into that thing and allow her life force to be taken from her and move itself wherever it needed to go. Right. Right? So so basically we're saying we totally understand what you're saying, Marilyn, and yeah, we, we totally kind of agree. It. Jump the shark. I, I don't know it's jumping the shark, but I think no. it's kind of really massaging these rules that they've set well, up for sure. And again, something you tell me all the time, just go with it. Well, suspension of disbelief. Yeah, it's there yeah. are no rules when it comes to creativity like this. And listen, I right? know I know that there are people listening right now yanking off their earbuds and throwing them down saying, but Jeff. They set up these rules and they're breaking the... And I totally understand. I I, I totally understand. But But, but here's the thing. I don't want anyone to stop watching the show. And so that's why I have to say the old... Just suspend your disbelief. Let's keep going. There are people that are mad, so mad out there that they've quit watching the show and they don't like the character and they harass Adam and Eddie on Twitter all the time. And it's like... So I guess you're still committed then a little bit, at least to the idea. So that's why I say the old, just suspend your disbelief. The story's not over. We're committed to the story, not just to certain characters or whatever. If we were to sit and talk about all the TV shows, movies, etc. that everybody loves so much and talk about things that would not be possible, nobody would watch anything. Right. Let's, so, right? Yes. That's what I want to say is, you know, look, it is kind of like you kind of go, oh, okay, all right, I'll I'll give you that one. It's a it's an it's a way to explain it. It's yeah, logical, I, not really, but the show is not about logic. It's about right. magic. And with magic, anything's anything's possible. It's unpredictable. And if you yanked out and, your yeah. Here in our world, magic is very unpredictable. So let's go with that rule. Oh, boy. Okay, so if you yanked out your earbuds, please pick them up and put them back in and stick they with They can't us. hear you if they yank the earbuds out. I know. Well, if you're next to... Anyway, so... All right, let me continue with this great email with these great points that we're already <laughs> discussing. Fantastic. All right, so... All right. And that being said... I would think that I would put Cruella in the psychopath category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if Edward and Adam have borrowed this idea for, for Cruella's background from a 50s film called The Bad Seed, mm. in which a young, innocent-looking blonde girl in pigtails goes around murdering people. I'll have to add yeah. that to my list. Yeah. I have oh, seen no. that movie. That would scare me, I think, too much. Yes. And I think they remade it in the 90s with Macaulay Culkin and some other kid. Mm-hmm. They called him the good son. Yes. So I think that may be what... 
Do you think you can fly? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really liked the scene in the Lily episode where Regina talked Emma out of shooting Lily. It was mm-hmm. great to see the character switch where Regina is now acting as a voice of reason, whereas Emma is acting impulsively on her emotions now. I love the Regina's I love Regina's growth as a character with her resolve to try and stay on the good path. Mm-hmm. I do too. Mm-hmm. Some don't, but I do. Um, my one big disappointment so far, besides Hook not getting nearly enough, enough screen time, but he has had more than... Well, well, we'll get to the other one. Yeah. Is that we have not had more of Will Scarlet. I agree. Since there are not that many episodes left in this season, I sure hope that the once writers correct this mistake somehow in the beginning of the next season, because his character was the only reason that I stuck out watching Wonderland until it was canceled. Mm-hmm. Take care, Marilyn. So let's talk about that. Now, th- the one thing I'll say, people get so mad and they put so much weight on every single word that Adam and Eddie say in interviews. Right. If you if you really look at all the, the Twitter feed uh, from Adam especially, mm-hmm. you said this in an interview and... When they say Will is going to have an important role in season four, mm-hmm. what do you, your expectations is, I don't know what, you know, it's right. like way over, right. but he fell in love with Belle. Right. Now, to them, that was important. Right. But to the rest of us, we kind of wanted all these other things. So I think right. we need to real, really scale back our. I don't think they were lying. I think no, that, no, no, no. I agree with you. It's so, their perception of right. what is important yeah. and how that moves the storyline along. Because again, that is going to now play a part in season five. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I know we're talking about mother, but since we've already seen the ending for the finale, we know that it's going to play an important part, and it should. Right. So, I mean, here's the problem. Unfortunately, with an interview, you may or may not get the full scope of what's been discussed in the interview right the reporter has license to edit as necessary well as long as they don't change context let's not step too far no i'm just saying i'm just saying so don't assume that everything you hear in an interview is exactly exactly what's going on because again they're leaving stuff out that they can't talk about without spoiling stuff they're the the writer may or may not have edited some things that may or may not have changed the perception of what's going on well, right. Let's go back to the the words that were said and the the meaning of Adam and Eddie. We don't necessarily know at that time. Correct. So when it's played out, that's that's what I'm where trying to say. It's, yeah. That's exactly so, what I'm trying to say. We okay. don't know where their head is at. Yeah. We are not inside their heads. I bet that'd be a really cool place to live, though. <laughs> be kind of yeah. crazy, actually, but it'd be really fun. All right. So thank you so much, Marilyn, for that. And let me talk about Hook for just a second. So you mentioned there's not nearly enough screen time. However, mm-hmm. Hook, I really feel, played a what I would consider to be a Jiminy Cricket role, mm-hmm. a Yoda-ish mm-hmm. role to Emma, mm-hmm. kind of helping her along the way yeah. at certain points. Yeah. Now, sometimes she wouldn't listen to him. Right. Emma would not listen to Hook. But Hook really tried to kind of whatever. Yeah. And I I enjoyed those types of moments. Yeah. And if you look at his face when Emma and Snow 
were finally coming together and reconciling. Watch his face. Yeah. He, when Emma was saying, and I'm through punishing you, he, she kind of looked at Hook and Hook nodded like, yes, you got it. Yeah. That was really a, a great scene. But anyway, thank you so much, Marilyn, for that. This is from Helen. It said, love the episode. At first and second glances, it looked like as if Zelina in the basement is wearing a dark cuff on her left wrist. That reminded me of the cuff Greg and Tamara put on Regina to stifle her magic. Could this be the same cuff keeping Zelina under control? She only had <clears throat> one on. It's a dark leather looking cuff. What do you think? Uh, big love, Helen. And she wrote again about this. Uh, Hello, Ronies. I had to follow up to my previous email regarding the magic cuffs. After watching Mother a third time with the captions, and that's always a good thing. I always forget about mm-hmm. that. But watching with the cap- captions can be a little tough to kind of follow everything, but it's good for maybe, a, like uh, Helen said, like a third viewing. I saw that Regina did say that she put the cuff on Zelina to keep her magic under control. Mm-hmm. I guess I totally missed that line because I was so giddy about being in the basement again. Well, you are not the only one. <laughs> I love going in places where we've been before or something like yeah. that. Seeing the nurse and seeing the guy. Sweeping, mopping the floor. He's been mopping the floor for 20 years. Or 28 years. 20, Actually anything. closing in on 30 now. Right. Regina is becoming quite a little magic items hoarder, a la Mr. Gold. Mm-hmm. Pulling out the scroll and the cuff for such a time as these. When I get a chance, I do rewatch with the captions. Otherwise, I totally would have missed the gem of a line from Regina about Dr. Whale giving the finest care this side of the fictional Alps. Big love, <laughs> Helen. Thanks so much, Helen. And you kind of brought that to me that the cuff was on. Yeah, and yeah. Because we were wondering, my gosh, you throw her in there? What about a... We were wondering how come she didn't lock her in with a magical, you know, wall or something. No, no, no. She didn't need to. She sealed the door, though, so that only right. her magic could open. Only she could open it up. In other words, Regina's smart. She yeah. put the cuff on her, and that means that Zelina can't take it off. Only Regina can. Right. Right? We know that's the rule of the cuff. Secondly, she also sealed the door to the cell so that only she could open it up. Because she knows um, she didn't want Zelina getting out somehow, some way. Because where's Sydney in all this? Right. Well, he's gone. No, 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 no. Um, The Snow Queen let him go. She let him go. Out of the mirror. Out of the mirror. But where is he? Well, he's on the beach somewhere. He can't leave Storybrooke, can he? He's waiting for Breaking Bad Part 2. That's where he is. He's just waiting. I'm just saying. All right. Sydney helped Snow Queen. True. He was a traitor. And he knows that the... You know, basement pretty well because he was stuck there for a while. Right, that's true. So methinks, I'm just saying, where's Sydney? I don't know. He didn't leave Storybrooke because he can't. It's on a beach somewhere. All right, uh, from Wilda, Jeff, Colleen, hello. I wanted to reach out to you and let you know that I recently found your podcast. Yay! While looking up all things once upon a time on the web, I mean. Enjoyed listening to your shows and the insight they provide. I prompted to write to you after the. Well, then I have to do this. Then I have to. First do, time listener, right? Yes. Yay! First time writer, emailer. Right. 
so I need to do this here. Huh. Well, that's not that's not what I wanted. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening to that. I'll have to look into my uh, my little sounds. Wow. Kind of interesting. All right, I will continue with this. Um, it was either that one or the Lily show. She said, where you vehemently talked about viewers who are no longer watching the show for whatever <laughs> reasons. And there, yeah. yeah, there's been a few. Jeff was quite passionate, and I wanted to offer him a pleasant alternative. How about the person who did not watch the show at the beginning out of sheer ignorance and yet is now hooked? Yay! Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) During the 2014 Thanksgiving holiday, my cousins were visiting, and the youngest of them could not believe that I wasn't watching Once Upon a Time. She insisted that I would love it and that I should give it a try. Long story short... I spent the first three months of 2015 binging on the first three seasons of Once Upon a Time. I missed the first half of season four and began watching the second half live. I'll catch up entirely during the summer hiatus. And of course, my cousin was absolutely right. I admire all the show offers us and appreciate all of its unique fandoms. It is unlike any show on television today and I dare say groundbreaking. So I hope this Johnny Come Lately story has restored your faith. It has. Mm -hmm. If only a little bit. Rest assured that no matter how we got here, we admire and support the show very much. Again, it truly is one of a kind. And so are its fans. And you are absolutely right. That is true. And there's a bunch of fans. Enjoy WeGoCon this weekend. I can't make it but would have enjoyed listening to your presentation and possibly saying hello in person, but maybe next time. We really had the best time. We did. With folks coming up. It was very, very sweet. Uh, a couple of people came up and mm-hmm. said, uh, "Just are, are you Jeff and Colleen? Said, yes, we are. I just want to say hello and, and you know, thank you so much. It was really, it was really sweet. Yeah, so, it was. Meeting folks face to face. It was. Uh, With regards to the season four finale, I'm very curious to see what happens. Some of the news and video clips that have been leaked are very interesting. I look forward to writing more in the future about the show itself. But this was a quick note about how I got to Storybrooke. That's a great subtitle. Yeah. Thank you again for all that you do. It's much appreciated, of course. Big love to you both. Wishing you all the best, Wilda. Thank you so much, Wilda. Thank you. That's awesome. And, man, they're... Starting from the beginning is really a great, ah, just it is. great. Well, and binge watching is so much fun because you don't yeah. have to wait. I, I started over again from yeah, season one yeah. and I'm actually now on um, season four, mm-hmm. first half of season four. So, I'm And you made it through two and you said you I didn't did. mind it as much. No, we didn't yeah. like season two when it originally aired. That right. was, it was a struggle. There was a lot, there was stuff we liked, but the majority of it was really like, come on. Right. When I watched it again, I actually enjoyed it a lot more this time. Indeed. Yeah. Hello. Okay, this is from Brad. Hello, Jeff and Colleen. I hope you're having a great time at RegalCon. We did indeed. If you happen to see the Evil Queen, make sure to include her on the podcast while your hearts are still beating. <laughs> oh, if only you knew the yeah. story. Yeah. You know how she gets when she hasn't been invited. And we we do know. Mm-hmm. Now on to things Maleficent I've learned. Maleficent too, by the way. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> now on to the things I've learned this week on the episode Mother. Number one, the rules of the show are like Swiss cheese. There's a hole in every piece. Well, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I enjoy Swiss cheese, so there Me you too. Number two, telling a strong woman she is short-sighted and weak is to court death. Yes. Yes, it is. Number three, green is the new black. Yes. Mm. Mm. Number four, Zelina's ultrasound will be the first one that will require bouncers at the door. Boy, that is, yeah, that's going to be a wild time. They're just they're so snarky, boys, Zelina and Regina, mm-hmm. those sisters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number five, saying you borrowed a rabbit sounds much more appealing than telling how you threatened to skin it alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Cora, Cora, Cora. Number six, a dark heart can ruin a perfectly good day. Man. Yes, it can. Old, uh, old Rumple in that mm-hmm. dark heart. Number seven, there's no time for a reunion with your spouse when you're busy manufacturing your daughter's true love. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Number eight, if you ever get a tattoo of your mother, double check to make sure it's not magical. That was a wild tattoo there. That was pretty crazy. Man. Just, I wanted to stay in my and skin. Nottingham deserved what he got too. Yeah, Nottingham jerk. Oh, Cora should have married Nottingham. Oh yeah, she was. That much would more have been suited. perfect for each other. She was much more suited for him, yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. And number nine. Once a month, every woman has a potential for her inner dragon to come out. Wow, <laughs> oh. Brad. Wow. Okay, Brad. Oh, okay. We're gonna let just that sit. You uh, know what? We're gonna slowly back away from that one. Yep. And go around it. Wow, Brad. And not look back. And let's move on to the next one. Ladies and gentlemen and mom, I did not write that. That was somebody else. We know I that. Just read move email. on. Move on. Number 10. The definition The definition of insanity is running headlong, headlong towards an out-of-control dragon that wants to kill you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Burning questions. If Grumpy was made into a villain, would he be even grumpier? Also, where has he been? He was with us at Regal Con. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. He's super cool, dude. Uh, He he is indeed. If the Charmings can share a heart, can Rumbell do the same? If Gold's heart ever goes completely dark, what would happen if Belle gave her her entire heart as a sacrifice? Would it replace his dark one heart and change him for the better? Hmm. Well, of course, it'd be her heart. That's very, very But I don't want her to make the sacrifice. We need Belle to stay around. Yeah. We love Belle. Yeah, we... Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're surrounded by rat fink people and men. Yep. It's just sad and people. Yeah. All right. Uh, will Isaac include himself in the new book, and will he rewrite a new story for him and Cruella? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Brad. Good questions, indeed. I I really enjoy the author. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy Isaac. I enjoy I enjoy following uh, the actor who plays the author. Oh yeah, Patrick Isaac. Mm-hmm. And uh, he cool. he is a he's a cool cat. He's a cool cat. So good questions, indeed. And we heard at RegalCon that he's pretty funny and keeps everybody laughing and yeah. is quite the cut up on set apparently. well yeah he's a snark man with yeah. uh rebecca yeah and they are they will just go and say stuff and people are like, get concerned and they go are they mad at each other it's like no, no that's just, that's just the way yeah yeah because the 
in my opinion, the British people have just the most snarkiest biting thing, but they're the best of friends. Yeah, and they just, totally. That's just the way it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, this next email is from Maryland. Hi, Jeff and Colleen. So nice to have seen you at RegalCon. Likewise. Yes, indeed. And I also enjoyed running into Mark, White Dog. Yeah. He was there as he was well. There. Yeah, we said hey to him. We had a great discussion about his wonderful fan art, and he is very good. Photoshop mm-hmm. and printing. Yeah. I told them that I remember seeing him at your Disneyland meetup and the great poster he had created for that. He did indeed. Yes. That was still the hottest day oh my <laughs> at gosh. Disneyland I can ever remember. Yeah. And uh, if you were at our our uh, meetup at Disneyland way back in the day, and uh, we still thank you for that because it was dadgum hot. Oh it my was God. ridiculous. And including last year's WonderCon. This mm-hmm. was only my second experience at a con, hmm. so this stuff is new to me. I do have to say, Jeff, that you and Bill Meeks really saved the day at the morning Heroes vs. Villains discussion panel. And I, I have to say, hosting a panel is very, very, very hard. Mm-hmm. And so... It seems effortless, but it's really not. It is really, really tough. I, I actually prepared a long time for ours. And so you're very kind to say that, but I just have to say being a host is really, really, really hard. So the um, let me continue. Uh, the moderator of the main panels with the once actors was a bit strange and rambling. I thought it was a bit weird him go into a long-winded story about depression and suicide. I didn't know if he were stalling for time or what. The one thing I want to say about that is being an MC mm-hmm. is very, very hard. And I'll, I'll relate it to me, but then I'll come back. Is my mind, when I was hosting our panel, mm-hmm. was on time. Yeah. Time, time, time. That's where I was. Right. I did not want to go over. And, and I had, they had the, the best staff mm-hmm. of helpers. Yeah. That. I I told uh, I can't remember her name. Put the glasses. I, I and can't I can't remember, remember her name. Her name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember her name. I, and I said, please tell me when I, I have think five it's Sarah, minutes. But yeah, please tell me when I have five minutes to go, and we'll wrap this thing up because I I knew we had a panel right after it. I did not want to go over. Right. And so that's the one thing I'll say is when you have certain things like I know before the panels, the official panels, mm-hmm. Q and A's, Q and A's, mm-hmm. they had a little vip kind of meet and greet before mm-hmm. and sometimes the the folks that are involved in those really are having a great time and mm-hmm. sometimes they went long yeah so the mc really never knew how far how long he had to go right and so it was kind of a tough thing and i remember especially uh josh uh reed davis mm-hmm. had difficulty with the microphone because in the he said He's usually used to a wireless mic, and he can go out in the audience and kind of, you know, talk to the people and that kind of thing. So there was a couple of things going on. And the one thing I really liked about Josh is he really connected to the audience, and he understood that this was a great opportunity to kind of share from his heart and talk about things like suicide and depression that he struggled with because it might help someone else in the audience. So. I I hear what you're saying, but I I just kind of want to say that in in response is that you've got this huge group group of people who 
you know, if you follow the fandom on Twitter, you know that there's certain people that struggle and have difficulties and all that. Mm-hmm. And he may have saved a life. Yeah. He may have helped someone that, yeah. that really felt like they were the only one. So and stretching for time and stalling for time is very, it very, is. very hard. And it if is. he was he was used to getting a wireless mic and kind of running out and talking to people, I mean that's a lot of fun. I mean you can sure. stall for a long time. But anyway. Uh so all right, I will continue with the email. I did have a bit of a fun moment with one of the actors, though. I had gone out to the patio area to sit down with a soda when I happened to look up, and there was David Anders. Mm-hmm. He was out there having a smoke and talking with his handler. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to walk over and disturb him, but when they had stopped their conversation, I spoke to him and said, Love your work in iZombie, where he's now starring as the big bad. And David mm-hmm. looked over, smiling, and said, Why, thank you, darling. Made my day. And cannot wait to, until the big finale tonight and what surprises are in store in Maryland. So Fantastic. She yeah. had a chance to kind of talk to David Anders That's a little cool. bit and say, Hey. We had the same conversation, actually, or a similar one I had with him. Yeah. I love iZombie. I think it's a great show. And he's really good in it because he really is a bad guy. And he plays it so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I did look up the scene in, in the name of the brother when mm-hmm. he and Megan were sitting on the pier, and he mentioned it in his Q and A panel. Mm-hmm. People kind of wanted that, yeah, that romantic connection yeah. between the two. And one of Megan's lines as Ruby was, "The Queen gave us a, a chance to start over, and I think we should, and I think you should," because yeah. he was really kind of down on himself. He said, yeah. "Everyone I really ever wanted to save has died." Yeah, that was a, gr- a great scene. I, I I love that scene. I wish we could have more. So yeah. All right. Uh, this email is from Katie. It says hi, Jeff and Colleen. The past few episodes have been interesting. I had no sympathy for Cruella at the end of the episode, though I did at the beginning. But I enjoyed seeing that time period and hearing the music. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the music as well. It's my favorite. One of my favorite times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born in the wrong era fun flappers and cool mm-hmm. little music and yeah. yeah the lily episode was great it was nice to see more interaction between her and emma when they were younger mm-hmm. your superpower worked that time emma and you saw lily again years later but it failed later mm-hmm. when you believed her at the end the mother episode was really good i liked how maleficent went to snowing for advice and mm-hmm. it seemed to work and i did love that the whole idea of moms working with other moms mm-hmm. that's a that's a powerful thing because sometimes yeah. when you think that you're alone in the world and you realize i'm not alone other people right. struggle other people have input and advice you don't have to take it no but it's nice to kind of reach out and say sure what do you think mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Anyways, at least they didn't use Facebook. They just sat down oh. and talked. So it's, yeah, it's don't a wonderful get me started thing. on Facebook. All right, I, I won't do that. The moments between her and Lily were good. I'm so mm-hmm. glad Emma finally forgave her parents. I agree a million times. Yes. Yes. I think everybody was tired of the not forgiving them. Right. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens tonight in the season finale. My guess is that Henry will have to fix the story, and he probably won't be able to accomplish it until a quarter through the next season. He will probably help. He will probably need help from a sorcerer 
or The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. It would it would be amusing to watch everyone flip flop their natures and personalities. I agree. Mm-hmm. I wonder how it will affect Storybrooke. Interesting. Hopefully, we will see some of the characters who left the show come back for an episode or two. Episode. Episode. <laughs> Little episode. Yeah. Sorry. I I agree. I I would love to see more people come back, but. Mm, I'll just stop. We'll stop there. Any ideas on who will be the dark one? Oh, boy, there's a lot of people choosing all kinds of different ones. I think just about every person was in. Considering we know the outcome, we won't say. I'm not going to say right Not in this show. But, yeah. yeah. We will discuss There's so many options. Probably the next show we record. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so, you know, a lot of people think. There's some people that were thinking Regina. Yeah. And some yeah. people thinking Snow. Hook. So, yeah. I heard Hook's name bandied about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Katie. So thank you, Katie, for that email. And I'm going to try and play this voicemail, and I'm not having good luck. So we will see how this goes. Hi, this is Andrew from Los Angeles, California. And I have two quick observations on last week's episode Mother. Um, first, you know for sure that Rumble and Darkwood are separate entities, that the Shy Spinner and the Good Father and also the Tower has been keeping the Darkwood at bay since their six holes. And while Hook and Regina is evilness, but all of them have seen this week by both of them haunting the dying Rumble. We now know, we know that Rumble is cursed. And that the creators and grass have pretty much given a big free time pass for his actions by saying that the Dark One curse has influenced them the entire time. So his actions maybe weren't entirely of them. And you have to wonder, is he truly a villain? And would he have done half the things if he wasn't cursed? My second observation is I thought Robert Carlo is usually an extra job showing a post-traumatic stress symptoms a rumble that she's probably had since that year in captivity with Rowena. When Isaac tried no more time to help Rumpel, he could see Rumpel pull away, denying help, and he saw breathing and his breathing being labored. I think it was kind of a callback to a few episodes ago of Harder Gold with Rowena's creepy comforting that might have triggered Rumpel not to accept Isaac's help. Yeah, it was interesting because in Comic-Con 2014 interviews, Robert Carlo did express the desire back then to show the fallout of Rumpel's experience with Selena. And now, we get to see it happen. Um, that's just the mother. Can't wait for the finale. And um, I'll recall afterwards to talk about what myself and a lot of Rumbellers think has been uh, for this half season, starting with heroes and villains, uh, skin deep and reverse. Okay, bye. Thank you much. Thank you. Yes, uh, and Rumpel being cursed. Yeah, that's kind of a. Would he have done some of those things if he hadn't been? Mm, interesting, because that is true. I mean, the dark one is different than Rumpel, so that's why. And we and that was one of the things I remembered. Um, when we we're watching it again, is that Rumpel, when Zelina brought him back, and he was crazy at first because Neil was trapped right. in his body, he'd right. absorbed Neil in. He, not enough room. There's too many in here. Right. 
because he had the dark one in there and he had himself and then he had neil two's company three's a crowd so that's why he's able to handle just dark one and himself because two's company right i know it sounds kind of trite and funny but that's the truth so this whole thing with the dark one being pulled out of him means we're going to be left with just rumple right and Rumple without the dark one was cowardly and what have you. So I, it'll be interesting to see how this is going to play out for him. Is he going to be this cowardly person or is Belle going to have to be the one to kind of be strong for him? And what's that going to do to their relationship? Right. If he's not strong, if he's not whatever, is he going to still have that love for her inside or is he going to be too afraid of it? Mm. It'll be interesting to see. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how, how everything plays out next season. If if that is true, l- mm-hmm. let's say that, that in season five, probably not the entire season five, because I think he'll be in this coma, this, for a while, this coma yeah. for a while. Yeah. But when he gets out of it, I do think we're going to see. <clears throat> it's interesting. I remember there's interview and. and with Jennifer Goodwin, she's not the only one that probably did this. Mm-hmm. She had a book, <laughs> a Mary Margaret book mm-hmm. and a Snow White book. Mm-hmm. So she could kind of make notes back and forth to keep the different personalities separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she knew exactly how to play a certain scene. Right. With Robert Carlyle, we could in season five have three now. Mm. There's the dark one, mm-hmm. Rumpelstiltskin. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gold, mm-hmm. and possibly this new Rumple without the dark one. Right. So keeping them separate, and if you start doing flashbacks to the dark man, I well, mean, this think really... about it. Rumple PDO pre dark one, right? And Rumple ADO after dark one. So I remember someone tweeted Adam and said, "You know, Rumblers are just reeling from mm-hmm. this." And can you give us any words of comfort? And Adam said, don't give up. Mm-hmm. We're, we love this character and we're talking about him planning right now. Yeah. They're, they're, they're probably in the writing. They have a writing little getaway. And they're probably imagine. planning the entire season they have to be right, right now. now. Right. Well, yeah, because filming will be starting pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. So anyway, I do think, I do think that. It is a perfect thing that he, he is cursed, and the Dark One did influence a lot of things. Yeah. He wanted it. He yes. asked for it. Yep. But I think that's a lot of what is happening here. So thank you so much for the voicemail. And I had to work a little bit to make it sound a little better. It was kind of hard to hear. Um, but uh, I, I did my best. So... Anyway, thank you so much for that. And that's it. And the dog is saying it's it's the end of the show. Yes, it is. So <laughs> what I want to do is send big love out to everyone, including our barking dog. And thank you so much. I ask that you would... Uh, <laughs> we send big love. Take mm-hmm. what you need. Pass it on to the next person or dog. And... Uh, we will be talking at you soon. Remember, please follow us on Twitter at OUAT Podcast. We really appreciate that so much.
Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony's Own Media production. Our website is onceuponatimepodcast.com. You can contact us by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash contact. You can also connect with us on social media by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash connect. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, we invite you to go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. There's a number of ways that you can help us out, and we truly thank you for it. The Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, where you experience more of the magic of ABC TV's Once Upon a Time. <laughs>